You're sitting courtside with the best in the business. We talking about practice, man. If you want the gloves to come off, go head to head where it's no holds barred, then you've come to the right place. What you gonna do, brother? For everything unsportsmanlike, you're with King and the Coach. Justin, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I can't complain. You keeping out of trouble? Always until this trip. Yeah, can we can we touch on this? Where where are you going? I'm going to Broome. <laughs> We're going to Broome. Is this the first time you've been to Broome? Very first time. Look, I'm just being polite and asking you about it. Like I couldn't give a fuck really. Like I I'm super jealous. <laughs> I'm just giving you courtesy. <laughs> hey, look, um, let's get somebody on the line. And this yep. is this yep. is our first like super professional call in. Mm. We've got somebody. We got someone really, really cool. Someone who's very, very, very dear to my heart. We have her on the Facetime right now. Yep. She's, uh, she's a hell of a basketball player. She's a social media guru. She's the face of almost every cool thing that's going on, and we're going to explore all of those and what they are. She's an absolute stunner. She is probably one of the nicest humans we've ever met, and I want all of you guys to meet. Jenny, Jenny Rintala, how are you? Oh, why, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey. Hey, she... <laughs> she <laughs> so, that, like, everyone can hear this. Like, we, we can all see each other. We've got you on FaceTime. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so, what's, uh, what's new with you, kiddo? Well, currently, I'm in quarantine in Queensland right now, actually starting for the WNBL uh, league starting next week, actually. So just getting out of quarantine Sunday. So two more days to go. So how, how is that quarantine been? How long? Two weeks? Two weeks. So it's kind of been a very strange preseason leading mm. up to the WNBL. Um, my, I signed with Bendigo spirit in June and we decided we were going to have a preseason in Bendigo for two weeks prior to going to our quarantine um, preseason in Queensland. So obviously traveling from Victoria, we had to uh, be isolated for two weeks and um, two of the other Melbourne teams were all here together. So um, thankfully we are able to still practice and to get on the court um, because that would have just been, yeah. impossible to start a season with us being in isolation into a hotel room. So right. able to, you know, still be able to train together. And obviously we did that in Bendigo for two weeks be- like before coming here. So we've had a, a decent, I don't know, month <laughs> under mm. our belt as a team. Um, but yeah, looking forward to getting out here and um, actually going on a walk outside and going into a coffee shop, which would yeah. be really nice. <laughs> it's crazy because we've been lucky out here in WA, right? I haven't had to do any type of quarantining other than the fact that I can't go home and visit family. Life has yeah. been great out here in WA. We we yeah. are really lucky that we don't have to, like, we everything is back to normal. Right. It's, you know, no news is good news for us. Do you know, actually, yeah. speaking of speaking of news, I did laugh and I did enjoy this. You know, Clive Palmer? Clive. You know, the, he's like Australia's Donald Trump. Okay. So he had this, <laughs> hot, he had this, uh, 
he, he's like a multi, he's a billionaire, right? Mm. And he has like uh, some vested interests in sort of oil and gas up in the, in, in the north, in, yeah. in, in northwest. Anyway, he wasn't allowed to enter the state because of the borders, right? And the big lockdown. Anyway, so just like typical Trump or the kid that just got really pissed, yeah. launches a legal battle to go, hey, fuck you, WA. I'm going to take you to court because what you did in not letting me in is unconstitutional. It's not right. And so WA was like, shut up, fat man. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, it, uh, he lost the first challenge and then he took it to the high court. And it, like, because he's got nothing but money, right? So he takes it to the high court and then, um, and then loses and then has to pay costs. And I'm like, damn, take like, that. Take that, pal. You just got money like that to just, I wish I had money like that. Well, actually, what, what kind of money do you, like, what kind of money do you want? Do you want, like, rich money or do you want, I like, do you know what kind of money I want? I want, I don't want fuck you money. I want money that, this is the kind of money I want. I want the, hey, get the, get the plane ready. We'll be there in two hours. Mm. We're going to be in the Maldives for a month. Like, oh. like, I want that money. Like, where, get the, do I, where can I go that? <laughs> Man, you know what I'm saying, Jenny? Get the, get the plane ready money is really appealing to me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like that. And now, a lot of people who don't know you, Jenny, you, you played a fair bit of basketball out here in Perth many, many moons ago. Oh my gosh, not that long ago, but yeah, gosh, I've, I have 100 games under my belt, actually 100 plus games under my belt for um, SBL. And yeah, I trained with Perth Lynx for two years as well. And gosh, I feel like Perth is my home away from home outside of, you know, being back in America. So it's kind of sad not being there. But yeah, I feel like I'm just kind of moving around trying to foot chase this basketball dream of mine. And well, you're almost yeah. the epitome of the girl that just didn't give up, right? You, you're playing SBL, you played pretty decent minutes, you made SBL all-star selection, you were DP, if I'm correct, for, for the Lynx, you jumped into the yeah. DP role, um, which I thought was, which, uh, which was really good, and then, um, and then you went chasing the WNBL dream, which, which is brilliant, because you deserve to be in the WNBL, so you went to, you went to Adelaide, mm. yep. and then from Adelaide, you've moved over to Bendigo. Like you've just, yeah. you've been chasing this WNBL dream. Haven't yeah. given up. You're just not letting go. Just this no. stubborn bitch with a basketball, right? That's, that's what you got <laughs> yeah, to do seriously. to make it happen. What, we, uh, make it happen. we had, uh, we were just saying before off air, we had Bryce Cotton on the show the other day. And he was talking about how like his journey and, and never giving up and just, it was, this relentless pursuit of his goal of playing basketball mm -hmm. in a women's league. I would hazard to say that that is infinitely harder than in men's sport. How do you, yeah. how, how do you go being persistent and chasing this in chasing this dream? Well, I think first of all, I had to actually say it out loud to somebody, you know, I had it in my head and, um, you know, once I actually told someone, it's like, oh, they can actually keep me accountable. Or I tell someone about it, they can actually maybe help me get there. So it's, you know, finally when I 
you know, my journey coming to Perth, you know, I was content playing SBL, but I, when I came back the second time in 2017, I was like, no, I, I want to see how far I can push myself and see how, um, I, I think in my head, I'm good enough. Right. I want to actually show that and prove that. So when I yeah decided to chase that WNBL dream, you know, my coach at the time was an assistant coach for Perth Lynx. So, you know, I was able to get that connection with the head coach and the training player and eventually a DP. Um, and then from there, it was just, you know, trying to figure out where I, I fit. And, you know, that ended up not being with the links. And, you know, I was like, well, I'm not just going to give that up because it's not in my, like, where I'm at now. Right. I can move for this. I've moved from America across to Australia for basketball and chasing this passion. So I can move to a different state. So, you know, with just being in the league and knowing other people, they kind of connect me to other coaches. And um, from there, um, yeah, I've just kind of known the right people and, you know, they speak highly of me, which I think has helped. So yeah, I've just kind of been going from one thing to the next. <laughs> right, right. And even Bryce said like that, it's all about, like you can work hard and be persistent and consistent, but it's all about those connections too when you're trying to reach a certain level. A lot of that has mm -hmm. to do with luck and the right timing and stuff like that. So I'm interested to know also, were you always trying to be or grew up wanting to be a professional playing ball? I didn't know. Mm. Someone told me back in when I was super young, they're like, you're going to play professionally one day. I kind of laughed at their yeah. face. I was the most unathletic, lengthy, just unorthodox person. <laughs> and and I was like, you're joking, right? Like, but you was I you had to have been given buckets still. Oh, I was tall, you know, so it was <laughs> – it was pretty close for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, had that going for me. But no, it wasn't until I actually graduated from college. I was mm. getting married that that year. And I kind of put basketball. I was like, oh, once I'm done with college, I'm done with that chapter. Right. And I never thought it as a pathway for me. Um, I started playing at the like rec center with other girls. And we were in a really competitive league. It was all ex uh, college players and, mm. you know, some kept leaving to play overseas. And I was like, what is this? What is this? Like, right. I, it just never was in my mindset. And so it was kind of a shot in the dark. My coach um, for Calamunda Suns at the time, he just sent an email to my former college coach and he was like, he asked for it if I was available mm. kind of thing, if I would be keen to play. And, you know, my husband and I were married for four months and we're like, well, let's move to Australia. Why not? This sounds great. <laughs> Go on. So how, so how long have you been married with Ryan now? How long has it been? Oh, it's been eight years. Jeez Louise. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Has it been we eight babies. already? That's <laughs> we well, how, how old were you guys when you got married? I was 22. Oh, you're an absolute baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's my life that back then would have looked so different. And because where's, you know? where's home? Give some people some context. Minnesota, so Midwest area of the U.S. How do you think your life would have been if you if you didn't play basketball? In the cold. I had yeah, man, Minnesota's fucking cold. Like, to your soul <laughs> cold. Man. Off man. the, oh. Oh, yeah. We haven't lived in the snow for ages. And Who's, that, who's our boy? Um, Corey Easley. He's from... 
Is he? Corey's oh, from, yeah. I think he's from Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Okay. We we grew up in the same sort of neck of the woods. Yeah. Wow. Really? And ended up playing yeah. in, in the same club. Yeah. See, yeah. So, Perth, so man, Perth is just that place, huh? Per, well, Perth People is. People come here and just, it's like. I don't they love know. it. Yeah, it's paradise. Like we have, we have summer and August. Those are the two seasons we have out here. Minute man, Minnesota is so cold. Oh my goodness, I. It's very chilly. Yeah, it's already snowed there. By the way, you know. Oh really? It's, it wasn't and, even, yeah. Oh yeah. It was like before October, or before November, so oh, end of October. It's snowed. Already snowing. You want to know why everybody's oh, yeah. depressed in Minnesota? That's why it's cold. <laughs> Thirteen months of the year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I'm not doing it. No way, you, you ain't. You, you love Vegas too much. You're, yeah, Vegas you're not and built California. for the, You're not built for the cold. Mm-mm. Yes. That's why I had to transfer from Kamloops. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're Canadian and all. I'm never gonna let you live that down. That was one of the best. Justin was. <laughs> Justin had an interview or what? Had an interview or had a something written up about him? And they said he, he said he was from Canada. And I I think he hurt his ears from my gut laughter about him being <laughs> from from Canada especially God, from Kamloops everybody is taking a joke on it now so <laughs> I can't I can't live it down I can't get away from it and during the grand final they kept saying I was Canadian so oh, on no. the live stream did they say it at the final yes like over the loudspeaker yeah. no I was, that is <laughs> You should have just ran over to him, grabbed the mic, and be like, yo, I'm actually from the U.S., thanks. Word. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. mic check, bro. Hold on. You're USA. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't realize it was from the from – the, they had it on the loudspeaker. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's all good. That's insane. I, well, still, I, I still – shout out to Canada. I still love them up there. Well, see, Canada is where you want to be. You, you don't want to be in the United States right now. That place is a joke. No, I want to be right where I'm at right now. You want to be the furth? We're <laughs> literally the farthest that. from exactly, the United States. You feel me? Jeez, Louise, this whole this whole uh, presidency, this this election is an absolute shit show. Uh, but we knew it was gonna be that. Like, oh, un- it, you know. it is so funny. It's so funny. You, you it, the the election hasn't even been finished yet, and you have that pudgy, tepid, disgusting human just going, "Yo, it's rigged." Like, come on. <laughs> he was I saw already. a meme and it was something about the rest of the world watching the election. It's just like people staring in front of the TV eating popcorn. Oh, totally. <laughs> people in America are just pulling their heads, like That's pulling it. their hair out. I saw one uh, this yeah. morning and it had like, <laughs> it had Donald with the, you know, the uh, real spiky, short, gelled up female haircut yeah. like synonymous with like that the lesbian haircut you know yeah. the, the spiky one that you know and it uh it had had him with that and it had uh, president karen and he was quoting going like i want to see your poll i want to see the election the poll manager please <laughs> oh man 2020 has not been kind to karen's not at all you can't name your child karen after 2020. No way. There's you can't. No, there's no Karens. If there's a Karen, the that means <laughs> we we should even sort of put you on blast, Jenny, for having the name Jenny with I E at the end. What what are we what are we doing here? J E N N I E. Just being a little 
you know, person of my own. <laughs> Not many people do that. They, they spell to, it wrong all the time as well. They wanted to <laughs> funk up, funk it up in Minnesota. The chucking yeah. IE at the end. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> They wanted her to stand out. That's all. Oh my god, that's oh. hilarious. Best part was in high school, someone like they put me in the like scores book for the entire state as mm. Jen- Jennifer, and I was like, "That's not even my name. Like, it's <laughs> oh, literally just no. Jenny." They thought that you were just shortening it. Oh yeah, they just they were like, "Oh no, properly, you're Jennifer." So no, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I have a my my wife's friend is a kid named Ted. And they're like, oh, Edward, that's a really nice nickname for Edward. Like, no, it's Ted. T-D. It's all Hold on, day. hold on. Ted is a nickname for Edward? Can be. I yeah. didn't know what's, this. And what's the other? There's another one. Like Teddy Roosevelt. What was his first name? Theodore. Theodore. Yeah, there's Theodore. That makes more but, sense. But, but he's Ted. T-D. Not short for anything, not long for anything. Ted. Mm-hmm. Edward, Ted. Imagine when you get to 45 years old. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't see it. I don't hear it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I kind of, but I think you're just full of it, Sean. (laughs) You're lucky you're over there in, was it Townsville? Oh, close. We're in Brisbane at the moment. Oh, see, it's all the same thing over there, isn't it? You know, it's just a big old state. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it has been a long time between chats. It's been an awful long time. Oh my gosh, seriously. It's been two, two and a half, nearly three years since you were back in Perth? Uh, about at least a, well, I moved over to Adelaide beginning of last WNBL season, so September. And so, yeah, it's been about a year and a half. And But since working out with you and like being around you, it's been about like, yeah, two years almost. I mean, we've seen each other. We just haven't, you know, lifted up heavy heavy trap bars and stuff yeah we haven't done a lot of ridiculously heavy there's a there's a video floating around i'll try and find it and put it on the instagram page of her doing a deadlift and i'm jumping around like a pork chop oh it's like, so good <laughs> <laughs> screenshot it <laughs> was like, i was in the air i was like a bunny yeah it was really really good but um how'd you find adelaide i like it so actually ryan's there now so i left for um bendigo and obviously for the WBL season so my husband yeah is back in Adelaide we like it out there it's um I feel like anytime we go somewhere new it's always exciting and you know be like oh we could totally see ourselves living here and um so I feel like anywhere in Australia is kind of like that um so we've enjoyed it it's a good spot Brian likes it for the road biking you know and Nice, nice. Good beaches and stuff. Not as good as Perth, though, I have to say. Like, going to be biased with the coastline in WA. Mm. It's pretty epic. It is. You know all about that coastline. Man, it's the best. It's diamond in the rough, bro. I was going to ask you, Jen. Mm. With, I find this a really interesting, like, your story's quite interesting because you historically it's very much the male <clears throat> the male basketball star goes and travels and chases his dream with his girl in tow right like that's very much the mm. the the movie what what is it like being the the athlete that's chasing the dream and Ryan is is coming along for the for the ride and forget and pardon the pun knowing that Ryan is an avid bike rider 
Yeah. <laughs> like, do you, do, do you well, ever, do you ever I, sort of trip out thinking that the, like there's a gender role reversal? Uh, we've always kind of been, you know, uh, me chasing basketball. He's, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm the breadwinner, quote unquote. Not really. Like, I'm not really making that much bank at that mm-hmm. point. Um, my career. Um, and, you know, I've come back to the States when I was done playing for some time and we kind of just flip roles and we c- continuously do that actually. Like whatever he's chasing something, I'm chasing something. And we just kind of, you know, let the other follow whatever passion they're going after. And at the moment that just, it, for me, it's basketball and he's a hundred percent supportive of that. Um, but you know, a few years ago he was, you know, starting some companies and like full on entrepreneur. And I was supportive of that while I was still, you know, around the basketball scene, but you know, he kind of tipped the reins on at some part. So we just kind of keep flopping roles and, you know, I don't really think it matters, um, specifically like who's bringing home the money. We always just want to be happy and whatever we're doing and, um, we're enjoying it and we want the other to succeed. So, you know, he says someday, like, I really want to do this. Awesome. I'll support you. Like, let's make it happen. And, you know, he's kind of done that for me right now. So. Yeah, that's dope. Teamwork make the dream work. And so yeah. I've read also that you played in uh, Luxembourg in Germany. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Did he come along with you to those places as well? He didn't actually. So he was going to come to Germany like um, after a few months, but I ended up only playing seven games and before mm. tearing my ACL. So when I, he was back in the States at the time. So I just, after um, my injury flew back and just was with him. Um, and then when I played in Luxembourg, I like home base was Australia at the time. So he just, you know, it was only for half the season anyway. Like I went through like the halfway point came in and end of December, beginning of Jan. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of a, a short, like, Hey, I'm going to be out for two, like three months and come back. So never really had him come with me, but we tend to, to do that, which is very odd for a couple married and living apart. And, um, but it's it's our story and we're okay with that and right. we're okay that it's different. So Yeah, that's dope. You can make it happen. But I wanna ask and Sean, you yeah. can probably say something about this. Speaking of your injury, the ACL mm-hmm. injury is quite interesting to me because I'm a knock on wood. I haven't had any yeah. serious injuries like that. But how was what was your mindset when it happened and then the road to recovery? And then because I know when I was growing up Probably, I mean, we're the same age, but like ACL injuries used to be like career ending injuries. Yeah. And now people yeah. come back, you say, what, two, three months you're out? Or how long are you out? I was out for almost a year. Okay. And well, I, didn't, I didn't play for about two years. Two years. So, and then yeah. Now back on your feet. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that re- road to recovery? I always, I thought maybe I was done playing. Mm. Um, but I never wanted to rehab as if I was done playing. I wanted to make sure I was at full strength, 100%, did everything as if I was going to be still a basketball player because I knew in my head I want to still play pickup when I'm 60 years old. You know, like I I always want to be around it, so I didn't want to want anything to limit me. Um, So 
I was actually, when I went back to the States after my injury, I ended up getting into college coaching and I was around it. So I had really awesome facilities I could use and I had a great um, physio. And so I knew I wanted to be able to compete at a high level. And so I I did the rehab properly. Um, Totally geek out about, you know, muscle activation. And Sean would be definitely a... (laughs) we've always had some good chats um and just like understanding how your body works and so that actually just made me open my mind to a whole different um understanding of like who i am how i work and all that kind of stuff so it was a blessing in disguise that's for sure right took me out for a while but that's all right sean like what do you think is the reason athletes are starting to recover from such injuries like that do you know what? Like the whole ACL conversation is a really, it's a really deep rabbit hole mm. because like I had my ACL reconstruction nearly 20 years to the month. Wow. And um, yeah, I was 14 when I tore it. I had ACL, PCL, medial meniscus. Uh, what else? Like it was, I remember a physio called it the unhappy triad. Like it was <laughs> unhappy for sure. Yeah. But it was back in the day when you had an ACL tear, it was so much more catastrophic than it is now. That Mm -hmm. being said, it almost seems like every second person is tearing their ACL nowadays. Right. Like there's a really high incidence rate of um, of ACLs. Now, I just don't know. And I, I enjoy reading all the research that's coming out about it because sort of my wheelhouse is basketball players and more often than not knees and shoulders. Those are what I specialize in because I've got really bad knees and really bad shoulders. So I've become really, um, I, I've got quite a depth of knowledge because I've had such bad injuries with them. So I, because I've got a, I want to know what's going on with them. But, you know, particularly with females with ACLs, like is it um, the width of their hips in terms of their, the, the, the width of their hips and the angle that is into the, to, to the inside of their knee, which is called a Q angle. So the greater that Q angle, potentially the greater likelihood of having an ACL injury. Can there be hormonal reasons? Could there be uh, a time in your cycle as a female that you are more prone to having an ACL injury than other times where there's higher levels of progesterone or lower levels? Like there's, man, it, and that would be a really hard study to do because more often than not, girls would be really fucking grumpy when they do that study. But then it's, it's really, really hard to do because you'd, you'd need to get so many people and not everybody cycles the same. Mm-hmm. So there's, there can be a hormonal explanation. There could be, um, you know, court surface plays a big one, right? Like uh, on field, I would, I would say that there's far more likely to be um, ankle injuries and knee injuries, like more so ankle injuries with hard court surfaces than there is on field-based sports. Because you've got your cleats, right, and they dig right into the grass. And if you change direction, like the cleats ain't going anywhere. So I would, I would suggest that you've probably got more likelihood of doing ACLs on field-based sports than you do court sports. That's just a gut feeling. I haven't checked any of the research that leads with that. but um, the And then partner with all of that is there's a heap of research that's coming out saying that um, some people can actually go back to full-time professional sport without an ACL. Wow. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was actually, I had an appointment with for my bad knee with Dave Philpot, the ex-physio from the Wildcats. Uh-huh. And he checked out my knee, and it was like loosey-goosey. It was just this rubber band. And then he tried the left knee, and it was locked in. Right. And so we don't think there's an ACL in this knee, which is probably why I've got so many issues. But, yeah, like, there's some guys that can survive going back to professional sport with no ACL. Um, and there's, like, there's a lot of good evidence, but there's also a lot of really good evidence to say that, like, get your fucking ACL done and you're good to go again. Right. right? <coughs> so it's, like, it's a huge, huge rabbit hole. Yeah. But um, the the biggest thing I've found is, and it has to be more or less calculated, the the importance of strengthening that new graft or that new tendon is hugely important. But what I've found more so over the last couple of years is um, there's a lot of people, and you'll see these goofballs on Instagram where they'll do some crazy stupid workout with, you know, bouncing on a Swiss ball and, you know, they're singing a particular song while wearing a particular piece of clothing, staring (laughs) in a particular direction. Like, they're just all stupid. And they do all these crazy (laughs) circus acts. But I've found more so having to practice reactive-based movements so someone will run and you'll say a word and they have to perform an action based on that word. Yeah. So there's a cognitive mm-hmm. aspect to it. And that's late stage ACL um, rehab. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's more often than not when people do it is mm-hmm. when they're changing direction or, you know, there's this quick stimulus that takes place and they quickly change and they move in and down the direction. Um mm-hmm. And then sometimes if you have a contact ACL injury, like you just get smacked, like fuck, you just that that, that was your number. Right, right. That was me. <laughs> you know? right. It's and interesting it, that you say some players because you, I had a memory. You have, you guys heard of Dewan Blair? He played at the University of Pitt, but he actually played with no ACL in neither one of his knees, and he got drafted Dang. to the Spurs. Yeah. Wow, it can be done, but it's yeah. it's. It's a really uh, look. I'm. Uh, I'll, I'll put my cards on the table. And I'll, I'll pin my colors to the mast. I'm pro ACL reconstructions. Yeah. I'm very pro surgical intervention when it needs it. Yeah. Right. Um, and in full disclosure, like I'm working with Phil Putt to get my knee right, knowing that there might not be an ACL in there, so I can return to go and play in domestic league. But then I'm very well prepared knowing that I'm going to get some scans, and if there's no ACL and it doesn't get any better, then I'm going to get surgery. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to go the non-surgical route first. But you can... I mean, the way that jumper looking, you might just be able to spot up. Okay, can we, can we, can we be honest about, can we be honest about something? What, after the podcast last night, Jenny will know this, because <laughs> that I'm not terrible. Look, I... I'm a rhythm shooter, right? Like I need, I need to get warm, and I'm in my mid thirties now, so I take a little bit of time to get warm. All right. So, and Jenny's laughing. see it. So, so we had after the podcast, Bryce and, and Jay were all bouncing some balls on the court at LPC, and um, and I'm talking shit to Bryce, right? Like I'm just making fun of him, and, and he's not even biting. Actually, if anything, he's throwing it back. Like, he's really biting back with me. And uh, he's like, come on, man, shoot. Like, come on, hit, hit a jump shot. I'm like, I'm going to smoke you, Bryce. Like, you you want to see a white guy shoot a basketball? Fuck me. If you should have seen this white guy shoot a basketball. I think I hit just the backboard in the far right-hand corner, and I've never been so 
so embarrassed my whole life. <laughs> Jay didn't even save me. He's like laughing, turns away, and Bryce is gone. Oh, okay. Just giving him more ammunition. Jay, this asshole, just pops one and done. Hits it. Hits a shot. Doesn't even look. And then Bryce. And then Bryce. <laughs> Bryce hits one, and I'm just like, God damn it! And they're like, Hey, well, that's okay. We'll we'll wait around until you get it. I think I was one from nine. I was one. Hey. I was I was trying really really hard. You got hey. You know, you can spot up, bro. But I hit one out of nine. I reckon if I would have kept going, I would have hit it, it easy, easily Rhythm six in a row. Right. Yeah. Rhythm shooter. <laughs> six in a row. I was thinking maybe another one. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's oh. funny. Yeah. Look, that's so good. Yeah, thankfully, there's not a lot of ACL recruitment needed in a jump shot, or I'd be in real facts, trouble. Facts. Well, that's dope. Jenny, you back on the court, full strength. Was it, yeah. really, was it really two years? Was it really two uh, years before you were back at it? Well, I was out for probably a solid year. Um, maybe. Oh, no, it was a year on the dot, actually, when I got discharged from, um, like, my physio gave me the A-OK. So, mm. I, but I was out playing, like, competitively for two years. Again, like, nearly on the dot. I remember coming back, I flew, flew back to Perth and about, you know, a good day later I was playing and I was kind of like, I remember running down the court and I was like, huh, I tore my ACL about two years ago. Like, right, right. <laughs> didn't phase me. I was a hundred percent, like felt confident in mm. it, but it was kind of like, oh, kind of cool where I'm at now. Right. So you <laughs> never had that moment of, I know a lot of guys, they say when they get back on the court, like they think about it too much. So it like mm. affects their game. Did that that didn't yeah. happen to you though? Luckily, no. Just because no. I, you know, I rehabbed really well. I I did play pickup um, with people, so I kind of had that pr- little bit of practice. Right, right. Me um, did heaps of indies and everything, so I I felt good. Yeah, that's dope. Because so, even yeah. uh, Tali, my fiance, she uh, used to play, but she tore ACL. Then she tried to play again and then tore her other ACL. Oh, no. And that's why she's done. So common. So common that happens. Yeah. So unfortunate. Far out. When did she tear those? Uh, It was was like way before we met. But, yeah. I never really seen her play at her highest level. I wish I have because everybody said she was nice. She was an all-state player and all this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thing. Well, see, that's one thing that you're kind of known for, Jenny, is looking after your body and yeah. watching what you eat, training really hard. Like you, mm-hmm. you are the epitome of somebody who is looking after the machine. Oh my gosh, learned a lot, geeked out a lot with you, dude. Oh my gosh, I remember I, yeah, definitely after an injury, um, but it wasn't, you know, obviously, like I said before, when I actually wanted to pursue WNBL, I was like, hey, I'm going to have to get some help. So, you know, oh, maybe that means actually hiring a strength coach, hiring an indie coach, you know, so actually investing that time and understanding. Um, I like I like when people tell me, you know, what to do and <laughs> how to do it. Right. So it takes all the guesswork out. Um, but yeah, oh my gosh, so much, like, I have all the highest, most respect for you, Sean, um, just because of, you know, everything learned in the gym, how much I was like, oh, I need to actually feel my body properly in order for it to, 
perform the way I want it to. And so while I still eat my donuts from time to time, <laughs> I'm just going to talk to her. I was going to throw under the bus with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. I like, <laughs> I like chocolate chip cookies. Yes. You got to have your vice. See, so. do we like, just gave me which one? Worst look right now. Though. No, because I know that I'm going to get <laughs> chewed out for it. Like, which which cookies? Like the Woolies or the Coles ones? Uh, I, Our boy Matt Adepanya keeps, and CB grills yep. me for, like, I like the, I said I like the, the Woolies Honestly, ones. just like Coles cookies, man. Baked. The Coles cookies, Just Jen, like yeah. fresh baked out the oven cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, like homemade. Yeah, yeah. homemade. Yeah. See, I could, I, I could do the cookie dough. I mean, you can't go wrong with cookie dough. Mm-hmm. Like cookie dough ice cream. Yes. Yeah. Word. See, Jenny. Jenny is so. This is what. <laughs> if if anybody follows Jenny's Instagram, mm-hmm. will will be inundated <laughs> with her cravings, wants, needs around all things donuts. She. Yep. Loves her. Sometimes this chick, she would she would go to different donut parlors mm-hmm. and try like a six pack of like their crazy donuts. Nice, right? Like, and I'm an original glazed guy. Like, I I could do just right normal, no problems. Hers, like they're the fucking Mardi Gras donuts. Like they're all <laughs> over the place, and and she'll test them all out, and then she'll she'll give a review, and then everyone's hating on her, going, "How do you look so good eating all those donuts?" <laughs> da, 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 da. And and she she get like she does she like gets like sponsored posts and whatnot yeah, from all of yeah. these really healthy food companies like it's, nice. she's killing it. That's the way to do it though. That's free donuts. Did you did you get what was the deal you had? Well, obviously if you can't say it, don't say it on like don't tell us if it's private. But like, didn't you have a oh. deal with them? Uh, for donuts or for the healthy food stuff? Eh, I might be confused now. There was two of them. You had quite a few Instagram stories of. The, the donut adventures. And then you had a yeah. couple of nice photos of the healthy food stuff. I will definitely, I will, I will say that I have gotten multiple free donuts, um, due to my, not, not because I went there and like, Hey, I'm going to do a donut review. I went to a, a donut place and I genuinely just posted about this donut because I wanted to try it personally. And then they're like, you should come back. We'll give you, like, shout you a free coffee and a donut. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll be back there. Like, <laughs> let's do another donut review. So um, now I'm just kind of known for, you know, I like doing Dope. doing little donut reviews. And I bring, it brings me so much joy. And I, I just love you. sharing that. <laughs> Jay, Jay just, just beaming with glee, just going, yeah, donuts. Yes. Yeah. You know, you got to have your, your thing. And so actually in quarantine here, funny story. Um, normally, if I'm in a new location, I will 100% find a bakery and just go on, on my donut adventure. Well, since we're stuck in the hotel, I, you know, jumped on social media and I was like looking for different bakeries and found one. And, you know, had slid, slid into their DMs like I typically do. And I was like, hey, like we're stuck in quarantine. Do you deliver? And they're like, well, we typically don't, but we'll make the exception. We're basketball fans. And so <laughs> they brought us th- three um, six packs of donuts to share with the whole, with our group. Dope. Yeah. Shout out to that place. Oh my gosh. 100%. What, what was the place? What was it called? Uh, Doma. 
Doma. And what Doma. was what was the yeah. fa- actually that's really quite funny. What what's what's the all-time favorite bakery food and the all-time worst? Like in my opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. I feel like what is it? Like savory muffins are just what's the point? Savory muffins? You know, they do like what's the, what's the feta and bacon like <laughs> in a muffin? Like not even a quiche, like a muffin. Really? Like like with like a bit of bacon in it kind of thing. Yeah. Why? I don't know. So that's wow. just definitely a no-go. But anything, I appreciate bakeries that do, you know, something a little bit extra with their donuts. So whether that's a little Oreo on top or, you know, chocolate sprinkles, who knows? So I, you can't go wrong with just like a basic good donut. But I'd always appreciate the little extra bits that they do. So Somebody needs to give her a donut sponsorship. For sure. For like a whole year. We need it. There's, there's like gluten-free donut places all around the place that would, that would sign her up in a heartbeat. What's totally. yours? Like, what was your go-to? At a bakery or yeah. a donut? Yeah. What was your, like, what was your always go-to bakery? Knowing that we, we should probably shout out Isaac, who is the muffin man. Isaac? Isaac. Is Isaac, yeah, he works at Muffin Break. Oh, yes, work at Muffin Break. Legit. Wow. He, he, like, he's I there. I forgot f- about that. He's there, like, first thing in the morning. <laughs> And and <laughs> baking up. Yeah, he's, and he calls himself the Muffin Man. No, he it. doesn't. Oh, fuck, I swear to God, it's all today. <laughs> I swear to God, he called himself the Muffin Man. All right. Oh my God, that's no. great. <laughs> what was what was your favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite specific bakery, but back home, if we're talking about donuts. It was Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fresh glazed out the straight out the oven, still warm. See the one. It's it's all about. Have you been? You know, Krispy Kreme. You yeah, walk yeah, yeah. in, you can just see them coming out. See, when I was a kid, we it, in Canada, we mm. had Tim Hortons. Uh, Tim Hortons is but good. Tim Hortons is money. He he knows what he's talking about. Tim is on the mic with those Tim bits, bro. The with Tim, those little do- twenty four <laughs> Fuck, man. That's and that they is, had good muffins at Tim Hortons. That is diabetes wow. in a in a business right there. Like those Tim bits. <laughs> <laughs> they were oh, the blueberry muffins from Tim Hortons. So here's when when I went back, mm-hmm. like I had, I, I think I was back there in like the the early two thousands, and I went back maybe five six years ago for an internship in Rhode Island, yeah. and I went to Rhode Island, went and saw a friend of mine. After that, six weeks had finished, I went and saw a friend of mine in Texas for a week, and then went and saw my grandmother in Alberta, and then I went to Tim Hortons, and I was like, I'm gonna smash some Tim bits. I'm going to, I'm going to eat a man. I'm going to just run wild on this place. And I had, I had a donut and I was like, I feel sick. (laughs) It was so much sugar. My insulin was just like at the top of a roller coaster. Straight sugar high. Man, it was just, it was full on, but like. You, uh, look, speaking of like full on sugar, you'd get some serious cravings being in lockdown, in in uh, in quarantine. Yeah, we we do like grocery runs nearly every other day, or like someone does one every day, and mm. so you know, like shout out to the the group, and it's like, hey, what do you guys want from the grocery store? Online orders. We're Uber eating like crazy. Um, yeah, I, my room's just full of snacks, so. 
you know, you had to, you almost had to just put some in the cupboard just to hide them. So you wouldn't eat them all one day. But for the most part, we're, we're very fortunate. They are getting us food and stuff. We just, you know, are providing our own snacks. You need snacks if you're going to be stuck in a hotel room. I I would go crazy. I would need snacks and PlayStation. Mm. Quarantine. I'm good. Yeah, if you've got your games, you're good. Good. Like, wake up, breakfast, hoop, games, bed. (laughs) Repeat. (laughs) (laughs) He he lives such a a charmed life, right? Jake King over here. Jake King basketball grew from his pajamas and playing Xbox into (laughs) something that's now seen around all the way at WA. Oh, my goodness. Do, Do... I was having a talk with somebody last week about all things quarantine and um, yeah. and and all things being in the bubble. Yeah, and we were we were kind of flirting around the idea and flirting around the topic of mental health. Mm. What what's it like being for people that always hear about athletes being in the bubble or being in quarantine? What what is it really like? What's the the honest truth of an athlete being in the bubble? Inside scoop. Okay, we're on day 12 right now, right? Days one, two, three, four, we were like kids that were just, you know, thrown on a basketball trip for the first time. Like we were just in each other's rooms all the time, talking, socializing, like we were having a ball. And, you know, from that point on, we we're just, while we we're still socializing, we just kind of had to go in our own rooms and just be by ourselves because just that much of like we were just in each other's space the whole time. We needed to just kind of have our own downtime. Um, but like, I'm so thankful we have a good team because you know our doors are always open. We just kind of crack them if anyone wants to come in, have a chat, hang out, whatever it is. But for the most part, like, um, you kind of do just because we can still train. So we do, we have to put on our masks, hop on a bus. We can go train when we come back. Um, we, you know, have a bit of downtime, may go back on the bus, go to the gym. So we are able to get out a little bit. Um, and obviously it's for Queensland rules with that. Um, we got the government was allowing us to get out for sports related uh, reasons. Um, But gosh, there's, we kind of fill our days with a lot of stuff and every day it just kind of like got more. We're just like, okay, morning breakfast, training, come back, lunch, go back to the gym, come back for half an hour, team meeting, dinner time. Like it was actually like a full day. And, you know, nighttime was our only, like, downtime. We'd play some cards and stuff if we want to. But, um, yeah, that's kind of typically what we what we have been doing. Um, like, mental health-wise, you could kind of, like, we have to do, every morning we have to do an athlete, um, athlete wellness, like, check-in. So we have an app and we type it in so our, our like, staff of our team, they can see all our information it goes to the league. It goes to Basketball Australia um, admin as, as well. So if any red flags that we, you know, put on the app or what we're filling out that they can see as well. So that's awesome. Like they're really professional. Um, 
And yeah, so each day I kind of personally for me, I just kind of feel like I'm coasting. Like I don't get up too high, not too down. Um, like I got so excited about just donuts coming in because that brings me so much joy. Like something that I just had, like was able to, it made me feel like myself. Cause right now everyone's on the same schedule. So you don't, you don't get to go out to the coffee shop and go out and do your own thing. And that, that kind of keeps you like individualized. So, you know, when you're doing everything the same with everyone, you kind of have to find something that is like kind of sets you apart and like makes you feel a bit more grounded in yourself. So yeah, different, but yeah, that's yeah. a, it's a lot different. I mean, at least you guys get in the gym what two times a day. It sounded like. Yeah. yeah that's Not on easy. court, but oh, okay. yeah, we're able to get into the weight room, whether we do mm. weights or stretching or meditation or something like that. So have you had time to sort of focus on personal development while you've been in the bubble? Like, cause now you've got oh, nothing well, but time. Like you could read, yeah. you could study, you could learn a language, you could do all this kind of cool stuff. Like are, are you maximizing your, your time in, in there or you, you can play some games? Yeah. I kind of just, I do a little bit of everything. Like I, I like listening to podcasts or, um, I didn't bring a book with me. I kind of wish I did because I have a few that I've been wanting to read, but I was kind of worried about the weight of my bag and we're only allowed, um, so much. And especially traveling uh, with the season, we're going from like Cairns to Mackay to Townsville and we're kind of going all over the place. So yeah, that one book really just didn't fit in my bag. <laughs> so are you guys, um, is it not, um, one area for the bubble are you guys traveling no. during the season yeah we're okay. it's more of like a hub they call it oh, so okay. it's a hub season and so just because i i want to say they just wanted to get more reach to different places in queensland because mm -hmm. the government um has funded a good amount of our season so you know kind of just going out to different locations and being able to like showcase this showcase amazing but league still no throughout. fans though or fans are, are oh, okay. Dope, yeah. yeah. I think Ooh. they have a limit of numbers, but right. um, yeah, but no, we do definitely still can have fans at games, which right. we weren't sure how that was going to look, at, you know, a few months ago, but mm -hmm. they've done a good job trying to get everything sorted. Yeah. Cause I was asking like, why wouldn't they do it out here? Since obviously this is like one of the safest places in the world for COVID, you know, yeah. like, why not do yeah. it in WA for NBL and WNBL? Yeah. I don't know what was, you know, the different locations they thought about. I know Canberra was, you know, because they have the facilities, yeah, you know, so yeah, true. it depends. Yeah. It just depends on, on that. I was living obviously in South Australia at the time and that was really safe as well. Obviously okay. not, not, not WA standards, but um, you know, they were doing pretty well too. So at least they had some options. And that's pretty cool. I think you guys get to at least not have to stay in one area of the bubble. And play yeah, that'd be one tough. Gym. Yeah. yeah, yeah. WNBA, that, like, they right, just, right. Like, one spot the whole yeah. time. But, yeah, that would have been tough for sure. Um, so there's been, you know, there's WNBA players in our league. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you talk to them and they're like, what, what was it like? And, uh, they said it was pretty boring. 
<laughs> like give get the PlayStation out and and they'll be content. <laughs> but yeah, that probably oh, we're like... lucky that yeah we'll be able to go out to a cafe or something right, in Queensland. Right. So yeah, I'm really enjoying how the time and day the the time and age that we're we're living in now. We people are giving more of a hoot about women's sport, right? Yeah. And I. I'll throw my head on the jo- on the block for this. I think it was until I had daughters, when I had my first one, I think I really, really started to go, like, all things female, all, all things women. Mm. This element of femininity started to creep into my life. And so I became aware of it. Like, if you right. buy a red car, like, right. all you see on the road is red cars, right? And And I think having girls really opened my eyes up to, you know, I'm just not just this male chauvinist in a man's sporting right. world. And mm-hmm. I've been really overwhelmed and really quite happy with how many people are actually realizing that women's sport, A, is really quite entertaining. Yeah. The caliber of women's sport, and if we focus in on basketball, there are some ballers Bro. in the WNBL. I some and I'm telling you right now, as God is my witness, there are WNBL athletes that could run rings about some of these SBL guys. Facts, bro. Right? <laughs> Growing up back home in Vegas or even in California, bro, ballers like that used to come hoop with us, like on the court. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like come hoop against us while we playing, and it was never. I don't know for us, it was never like, oh, she's a girl. Like we was going at her just as hard as she was coming at us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and there was a lot of ballers, like, in Vegas and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, it is quite interesting, like, it's how, really cool. how I- the world is, you know. But, yeah, for me, uh, it was always that level of respect because they cool. used to be out there balling with us. Right. Right. I, I, I just, I think it's so good that the world is realizing that women's sports here, it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think people have to be realists about it. And there's a fair bit to unpack with this in the way right. that I think I owe a huge debt of gratitude to women like Ali Swagmeyer, Jenny, um, who was the other one, Devani that was with us in training. Like these girls and, and really set the bar high in terms of strength training. Like, mm. yeah, cool. They're labeled as girls but they were lifting numbers that exceeded most of the SBL guys that right. were training and yeah. NBL guys. Right. And they would miss less sessions. They'd have less excuses as to why they would do things. They, I, not to cut you off, bro, but what I've learned about women's basketball as well, the attention to detail, like their attention to detail, because mm-hmm. like I've learned that from coaching. You know, like for some reason – women pick up on things faster than when I'm coaching like young men. Mm-hmm. And it's quite, it's quite interesting. They're just absolute powerhouses. Mm. And I think I've said this on the podcast before, or I've told it to other people. Sure. Men are stronger in the lift, but women can handle far more volume. Like women can handle more of a strength training beating yeah. than men. Hands down. I, I, well, I, they can deal with pain better than us, Unbelievable, <laughs> right? And not you to... You boys are weak. And not to blow smoke, but, like, there's a... It's a... And it's nice to see... 
like I remember we had Jenny in once deadlifting and a couple other guys came in after her and they all kind of just didn't approach, stayed over at, at, at the old gym yeah. and just would sit at the seat and just be like, shit, like this girl's, she ain't playing. Right. Yeah, Sean, I don't think we're going to do deadlifts today. Can we just do like, like buys and tries? Can right, we just like right. do, <laughs> do something else? But I also think that, that we, 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 particularly with like women's AFL, like it's something that's just come into the fold. Mm. Give the girls time to develop their skills and to right. develop the understanding of the game and right. how to be how to understand what it's like on the road. You know, these absolute assholes will just go, Oh, well, it's not really entertaining. These like they scored five points and twenty points. Like right. blood, like these girls like they were never exposed at a young age to this kind of competition. You're expecting them to be AFL talent right out of the gate. Right. Like give them time. Do and you give guys, them resources. Right. Do you guys think, and this is a question towards both of you guys, do you guys think it was more of the media that shaped the public's mindset of women's sports more than, like, what was really perceived in the public? Because, like I said, like, coming up, it, it wasn't that perception. But, like, in the media, obviously, they didn't give that much love to the WNBA or other other women's sports. So... In a way, I think, you know, the the media had kind of shaped that. Like, what would you guys say to that? I would have to say, you know, sometimes it's opportunities aren't always handed to you. So mm -hmm. if, you know, for example, women's basketball, if you want more exposure, if you want more exposure on yourself, like you have to almost be the first one to, to showcase that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why I'm a huge advocate for sharing on social media, like, if you aren't going to toot your own horn, who else is going to? Right. So, and you can do that in a humbled way. And so I think once, you know, people are, it, it, you just kind of like put them in their place, like showcase who these athletes are and who these people are. And people are going to want to follow that. You share more about their stories and how they get there. And it's like, wow, they put in a ton of work. Like I respect that people can respect knowing who they are and being able to perform on the court, and they're a good person, like, so. Right, right. I agree. I, I think the media has, is, has a lot to answer for in terms of how right. they shape the narrative. I agree with Jen, like, because there's so much more money and eyeballs on male sports, yeah. there's more money, there's more sponsorship, there's, there's more at stake, you know, it's, obviously there's going to be more people looking at that. But it's nice that things are now becoming a little bit more even. Yeah. You know, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm really glad things are becoming fair. But I also think that people need to be realists and that that's not going to be, it's not going to be parity. It's not going to be total 100% fairness right. for a very long time right. because you, you're going to get, like, say for the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. you'll have millions of people watch a Super Bowl. And if you had a, a female equivalent, Let's be honest. It's not going to be the same numbers as the male equivalent. Right. But let's give it time and build it up. Give them the resources. Give them the advertising. Give them the media exposure. Like, just because you're male or female, I don't really give two shits. But if you do something great in your sport, that needs to be reported on. Yeah. And not just for the sake of informing the public. It's, it's giving a spotlight to a sport that needs help, that needs eyeballs on it. Because 
every person that I've taken with me to a basketball game, for, particularly for the women's SBL, have enjoyed it immensely because the caliber is quite high. Yeah. And then when you get the priv- you get the chance of watching a WNBL game, mm-hmm. it's enjoyable. Yeah. Like it's a mm-hmm. really good form of entertainment. And like we're all we're all in the, the sporting world. I was gonna say we're all athletes, but then I'd be my nose would grow. <laughs> but we we all know what it what it takes to to be in that that gladiator arena. Mm. Like it's not mm-hmm. easy. No, we gotta not. put on a show for the fans. No. You know? So which is why I've got so much admiration for people that are in the bubble. Because mm. it, some people are either going to take it as a crazy opportunity, like Jen is, or people are just going to crumble. Right. Like it's mm. it's prison. I think we've seen that in the NBA too. It, like the Clippers, yeah. they crumbled. Mm. I have to say one other thing with the you know women's sport. Like they have, it's come a long way, and obviously there's still strides to be taken, but. I think you give the same amount of time, resources, like investment into it, like it will grow. Mm. And I think that's what has been showing. And, you know, you give the same sort of exposure, the same amount of um, people working on the media, same, like, same, I don't know, if you do clips on the news or something, like if you give it the same amount of equal um, exposure, time, money, resources, then hundred percent there's going to be strides taken so if you're giving if you're giving women an opportunity to get better i would say that there's a far greater percentage of those women that would grab it with two hands than a lot of the guys because we've seen that a lot of men get complacent about opportunities that present themselves because they're like i'm that good i don't have to worry about it you know and Mm -hmm. if you're in the high school or the college system and you've got access to really awesome strength and conditioning or really awesome facilities. Like I, I was talking to Sam Roscoe about this, like yeah. the girl, girls will jump at it, Yeah, you know, cause they're sick and tired of just being kind of overlooked. Right. So yeah. now that you've got these high school and college and, and even professional women that have got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Oh, that's all they need. That's it. They, that's all they need is that just that little bit of grit, you know, to prove everybody wrong that right. just because of the, the difference of what's between your legs, Nope. Like they give them something to prove wrong and they'll do it. And Jane's a perfect example of that. Right. Like, you know, she has no interest in being second. Right. What was interesting to me, and I didn't learn too much about it until honestly I became a pro, is how women in America playing the um, WNBA, they made more money overseas than what they did in the, in the WNBA. Really? Was, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. right, Jen? Oh yeah. No. There's there's different salary marks now. Um, but yeah, even still you would make more overseas than in the WNBA. No. The, way. I think the highest paid player, don't hundred percent quote me on this, but I want to say it was like hundred and twenty thousand. For That's for a season. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like there was there was a post the difference between Sue Bird and LeBron James and the amount of money they were equal, like making for mm-hmm. the season, how much they got for like, you know, the championship or whatever, um, signing bonus, whatever it was. And just the difference it was, is kind of, that's crazy. It was eye opening for sure. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And then I heard about, they increased the pay. Like I just pulled up this article and it says WNBA 
agrees to a 53% pay raise and maternity benefits. So they didn't even have maternity benefits. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. That's crazy. Yeah. And this is the new collective bargaining agreement. So when, that, when, that was, was January that 14th, 2020. So I, that yeah. was real, real recent. Mm-hmm. The beginning yeah. of this year, they just. See, that's, uh, that's good. Like if you've got maternity incentives. I mean, mm-hmm. but at a regular job you do. So why, if you're an athlete. Yeah, totally. That doesn't make sense. I'll say this though. Do, uh, do not sleep on a person who can go and give birth and then can come back and play professional sport. Mm. I oh don't gosh. care so who. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you go so through you go through nine months, and then you got to go through that ordeal, and then look after the child for however long you decide that is needed, mm. and then either all of that time look after your body and get yourself right, or after start the process of getting your body right. And then going back to professional sport, nah, I don't care who you are. That that's impressive to me. That's very impressive. There's there's kids here, like up in the hub. Like mm. there are women that are moms that are playing high competitive top top league in the world, and they're doing it. Like it's it's incredible to watch. I hundred percent want to be that. Like raising my kid in that environment, showing that you know males females you can you can be an athlete you can do whatever you want and you know raise a family while doing that i think that's so cool i don't i don't think you'd ever be able to trash talk a mom on court (laughs) no way because she'd be you'd trash talk you'd be like you're nothing and she'd be like what are you talking i pooped out a child whatever you're saying Is nothing compared to what I've saying. gone they through. Can handle pain you can way more than won't us. even you won't even make a <laughs> dent. Actually, do we were talking to Bryce about that last night, Jenny? Are you? Would you classify yourself as a bit of a shit talker on court? Oh hell no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like I'm the one who you know gets like gets tussled into like a jump ball and like throws the ball. And I run back next to the, my opponent and be like, wow, that was really dramatic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, get a little chuckle. But trash talking, no, definitely. Yeah. I wish I, I was that cool, but, you know, just not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes, like, I don't do too much trash talking myself, but if it's aimed at me, then I definitely, I definitely shoot back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes sure. I like a little trash talk. But um, I was gonna ask, did so did the uh, WNBA ever pop up for you or get in contact with your agent or anything? Was that ever a thought? It no, mm. it really wasn't. Um, I've thought about it for a while. Like, is you know that a goal of mine mm. to play in the WNBA? Um, and to be totally honest, I'm probably like. I'm really happy with where I'm at. Um, But I guess it just never was in my cards, you know, like, so not saying that's impossible. I mean, you know, you make that decision, you could make it happen just like I have with where I'm at now. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm playing in the top league in the world and I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy with it. So, 
Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, everybody's road is different. Yeah. Where Where to next from here, Jen? What's What's on the cards? Because I think people are slowly realizing, both the public and athletes, that everybody's got a one, two, three side hustles. People have got uh, uh, something that they're doing on the side, something that they're doing that's creative. Um, mm. There's you know there's a there's a whole range of it. What What are you doing outside of basketball that that, that you're building that's keeping you occupied that's that you're sinking your teeth into yeah i i love and i don't know what kind of job this can create but i love just talking with people and inspiring them to chase whatever they want like whatever passion they have okay what's holding you back from it like why aren't you chasing it or you know is like could you see yourself doing that in five years maybe it's not going to be tomorrow but you know what's down the line for you um, I, so I, a lot of kids I've coached, um, I'm just kind of their, their mentor. Like oh. they come to me, ask questions and my, I'm an open book. Uh, if you message me, I will message you back. Like I want to help you on whatever part of your journey you're on. So that's why I think I want to create a podcast is just kind of yeah. sharing people's story because when you realize that, wow, they actually struggled to get to where they are. Yeah. You know, not many people understand or know that Um, they just see they see the success. They don't see what's behind it. Um, So I want to I want to coach. I do like, yeah, heaps of coaching and mentoring with with kids. Um, I love using social media for that as well. Um, I do a skin skincare hustle on the side, Um, you know, just keeping my my time occupied, you know, trying to get donut sponsorships anytime I can. <laughs> you know. So you've got your finger in a few pies. Like you're, you know, you're yeah. you're trying to create multiple streams of uh, of revenue. This is good. Well, you know, and you can't have a house or an investment property in one spot because who knows where life is taking you. You got to be a little creative. <laughs> That's really cool because I remember when you started the the skincare stuff. And yeah. you, you jumped into that head first and now like you're you're in a group, you've got um you've got people that work in your team under mm-hmm. you. Like you've got quite a little community now. Yeah. It's cool because it's totally different from basketball. Like, you know, when you have your group of people that you surround yourself, you know, you act like the five people you hang out with the most. Mm-hmm. Sure. And when I'm surrounded by like inspiring people that are chasing just a different way of life that that makes me want to do my own thing too i don't have to be doing the same thing as the next person but i get i'm like so proud that i finally realized that hey i don't have to have that cookie cutter um life that i thought i needed but i have the people around me and i love what i'm doing and i like i'm i feel like i actually own my life right now so yeah, so I, I don't. Goal, I don't know man. many people that goal. can say that. That's that is. It. <laughs> that's that's the Lord. goal. What would be your message to people, or maybe young, you know, young girls or even boys, to attain that type of lifestyle? Like, what is, what was Jenny's struggle, and then how did you overcome those struggles to get to where you are now, and to literally like pretty much find yourself to know what you wanted to do. Mm. I think I was always worried what people thought of what 
dream I wanted. Like I was worried what people thought when I said I wanted to be a professional basketball player. You know, they have their preconceived notion of what they think my life should be like. And I didn't want to be what they thought I needed to be. I, you know, chased, chased after my own thoughts and um, my own ideas. So I would have to say um, it's okay to like swim against the current, even though it may not, may not like um, take you somewhere real. Um, what am I trying to say? It, you know, it won't, you won't get there right away, but mm. if you keep going, you'll, you'll find an open, open gate. So. Right. Just don't quit. Yeah. Don't I, quit. I think more young girls need to watch what Jenny does and watch what she does from here on in in terms of building a career as a basketball player mm-hmm. and what she's doing as a side hustle, what she's doing in terms of building her brand. Right. Like that's authenticity to a key, like to a T. And the key with this is like, she's having fun doing it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if you're having fun doing it, like it's not a chore. Like it's going to be right. It's it's like why our podcast is so fun for you and I. Exactly. We actually don't give two shits if you're having a good time, Jenny, because we're having a really good time. <laughs> this has been awesome. I love it. So, so hey, look if we um if if we have some questions, can we get you back on for another show? Would you be open to come back and have another chat with us? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. This was the easiest chat I've ever had. Nice. You guys are yeah. well. Yeah, it would be because she's got nowhere else to be. Right. I mean, she's in the bubble, so. Is there anything on TV? Like, anything good on TV, or have you exhausted everything on TV? Uh, I mean, I've just been watching Friends and Shit's Creek, like, over and over and over Shit's again. Creek. So. Yo, my, my wife loves that. Tolly loves <laughs> Shit's Creek, man. So good. And I, I gotta be honest, some of the shit is so funny. My, so my wife... My wife got me. Well, it hasn't got me onto it, but it's on my list. Yeah. And she, she, she said, Bro, "Yeah, you, you, you'll, you'll like it." It's a Canadian show. You'll love it. Who's, who's the guy? Like the guy from American Pie, uh, Gene Levy? Yeah, I'm not good with the, names. The eyebrow guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's it looks but really really funny. His wife is so funny in that in yeah. that show. Yeah, she's. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have dope. to. I'm gonna have to do that. So, that's a good. That's a good one. Hey Jenny, you be uh, you be good over there, and we wish you the best of luck. We can't wait for you to hit the uh, you for to, you to average thirty and ten. It's uh, it's inevitable. And if you don't get thirty and ten, be sure that you're going to get a message from him every <laughs> single day, because that's what I had to deal with, Jenny. T- tell her what happened this season. <laughs> I think I had like twenty nine. What what did I have? I had like twenty nine and ten in one game, and then I had thirty one and nine. Yeah, one game. I always I challenge couldn't. Jay to getting thirty and ten. Like that was my 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 cutoff for excellence for him. And he <laughs> oh, would hit like thirty one and nine and twenty like twenty nine and eleven. And he's like, "Yeah, I did really good." I'm like, "Shut your mouth! You didn't hit thirty and ten. You failed. Get back in the gym." <laughs> and he would be so pissed, right? So then his last couple of games, he was just like, you know. 15 and 10, like 15 and 6. Like, he just, just gave up. He was like, not not that he didn't want to get any more stats. He was just really sick and tired of me giving him grief about being so close. So be prepared, Jenny. 30 and Fair 10. Fair enough. Fair 30 enough. and 10. I'm gonna, I will advertise it. I'll tell people who gets 30 and 10. That's my magic number. That's, a, like good, that's a good game. 30 and 10. That is, 
That's a good yeah, game. you just hope your team wins when you get those stats, right? <laughs> like, you don't want to just be blowing up the stat board and then your team loses. That is true. <laughs> you don't want a 30 and 10, 10 in a loss. nothing in the L. <laughs> Exactly. Jenny, my love, you take care and we will uh, we will speak to you soon, all right? Appreciate you, Thanks Jenny. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you're See more than you welcome. Up. Peace.